0: Welcome to the Human Capital Innovations Podcast. In this HCI Podcast episode, I talk with Steve Gavatora about responding to adversity, ambiguity, and change.
1: change is hitting us faster than ever, adversity striking deeper, and the need to speed at which we need to make decisions shorter, and this is the current we're gonna face. So even beyond this pandemic, after we come out of this, we're still gonna be in this fast-paced world. So we, I think we need to accept that adversity or difficulties or ambiguity or change is a part of life. Then that way, when it happens, we are not surprised by it. And that's gonna tie into some information I'm gonna talk about later regarding how our brain functions under stress. The second part of perception is acknowledging that adversity is placed in our lives to help us grow, transform, and evolve into the people we were meant to become, whether it be a a great leader, whether it be a great salesperson, whether it be a great business owner, spouse or significant other, difficulties are put in life to help us grow. I know I can state that in my own life because my toughest times have ultimately been my best times. And I think if you look at leaders throughout history, throughout time, most great leaders have faced a great deal of obstacles in their rise to the top, so to speak, Uh, whether it be Winston Churchill, uh, uh, Abraham Lincoln, uh, even Oprah Winfrey, her background. All these people came from difficult backgrounds, faced a great deal of adversity and obstacles to become great in their respective profession.
0: Absolutely. I think viewing adversity not as like a roadblock, but a stepping stone, you know, something to, to learn from, um, to kind of lean into to the, the hardship in a way that we, we can see growth that we wouldn't see otherwise and then leverage that. To, to pivot and move into healthy trajectories, I think, you know, is really what we hope to see um, yeah. when we face things. Because the truth is we all deal with different types of adversity. And, and right now there's this global pandemic and we're kind of all in this situation, but it is hitting different people in different ways. Yeah. And even setting the pandemic aside, you know, there's health issues that people have to deal with, right. Uh, right. cognitive issues people have to deal with, people lose jobs, they have broken families. You know there's just so many different things that people have to deal with um and i think the the one universal in life is that life is hard um that's right and 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 it's but it's about how we respond to those challenges and the the adversity that's in front of us that really ultimately will define us that's right Uh, yeah
1: and i didn't want to sound flippant about that a uh, you know losing your business is a very difficult potential thing worried about losing your business a health issue this global pandemic, all very, very serious things. But the number one thing you have to realize without a proper mindset, you are not going to be able to make it through this adversity or uncertainty or ambiguity. If you're prone to negative emotional outbursts or, or state of states of mind, such as freeze, fight, or flight, you're no longer productive. So Um, I understand that some of these things we're facing are serious, serious, difficult things. But the most important thing is, again, we cannot let the negative emotions overtake us because we won't make good decisions. We won't find solutions to problems. We won't be able to think out of the box. So again, that accepting our perception of it, accepting it's a part of life and looking at it as a chance to grow, I think is, is, is really a key point. Uh, You know, even uh, what's the, uh, the phrase that don't let any crisis uh, uh, go by, or whatever, don't ever, any, don't uh, forget to take care of any crisis or look at the opportunity in any crisis. Whatever that phrase is, you know, there's truth that many ways. In 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 any crisis, any difficult situation, any adverse situation, there's always some sort of solution. And when that within that solution could provide great advantages, uh, gaining com- a competitive advantage. Versus your competition, uh, showing how uh, you're a proven leader uh, versus others, you know in your in your in your sphere of influence. So within difficulties lie great opportunity as well too.
0: Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So how, how do most in, in your experience, uh, as you work with with executives, you work with employees and organizations, and in your personal life, like how do most people tend to respond? to these types of adverse
1: life situations? It really runs the gamut, you know, and I I define adversity as anything to some extent that will make you feel uncomfortable. Uh, Some people may look at, you know, an adverse situation as as a challenge. Another person will look at it as an opportunity. Uh, You know, so it really depends on a person. There's no direct definition of adversity in many ways, and adversity is deeply personal. What might be a adverse situation for some person, one person may not be with another. So it's deeply personal. So when I view uh, leaders or people dealing with adverse situations, I see where it runs the gamut. Uh, and the, what I try to look for is how do people fall into the negative emotional states when they're not functioning in, in their optimal brain capacity, so to speak. So when it, what are those things that may trigger me or a leader into an a, non-productive emotional state and how does that non-emotional state manifest in that person so are you a freezer fighter flighter and what sets you in that state um as i said a, a challenge a uh, big competitive challenge may be something that motivates one person it may frustrate another um not being able to engage and in interface with people being stuck having to do with the, everything virtually could be something that sets someone off into a negative uh, emotional state, and they will not, in turn, be able to handle adverse situations. So, bottom line is it's deeply personal, and, and how people handle it is, is, is tied to their personality and their behavior style, so to speak. I tie a lot of information into how our brain functions under stress and then align that to uh, personality assessments. I'm not sure if you're familiar with the DISC survey. I'm certified in DISC, Myers-Briggs, as we said earlier, and what I do, I tie into helping you understand your style and help you better understand those, emo- those triggers that may set you into that emotional state, and then how to better self-manage that. Does that make sense?
0: Steve Gavatorda, welcome to the Human Capital Innovations Podcast. Thank you. Happy to be here. Uh, Yeah, I I really appreciate you taking the time. It's going to be a fun discussion today as we talk about issues related to the pandemic, um, responding to adversity, how to deal with that both in the short term and the long term, you know, just uncertainty, ambiguity in life and and all those different areas, those different Mm -hmm. facets and how they impact different areas of our life, including our work life. Uh, I think it's it's a really important time to be considering all of these things. So I, I look forward to having a really engaging discussion with you today. Perfect. Um, for my listeners, I just want to share a brief bio. Uh, Steve uh, Gavatorta is owner of the Steve Gavatorta Group, specializing in empowering individuals and organizations in identifying, developing, and exceeding performance goals. Steve has had the privilege of coaching and training thousands of high performers across an array of <laughs> industries from small businesses on the move to Fortune 500 companies. Steve uh, also collaborates with organizations to build foundations, set goals, and eclipse their highest potential. He is a certified professional behavioral analyst and a certified professional values analyst, a certified Myers-Briggs practitioner, and accredited to coach and train for emotional intelligence. He is a two-time published author and his, his new book, In Defense of Adversity, Turning Your Toughest Challenges into Your Greatest Successes uh, won the Richter Publishers uh, Amazon Bestseller Award for 2018. Uh, Steve currently resides in Tampa. Um, Again, a great, fascinating background. Looks like you're doing some amazing work. Anything you would like to add um, in, in terms of background or about yourself before we really launch in?
1: No, I, the main thing. Uh, I've been in this world a lot, this personal professional development world a lot. I actually started my career in corporate America. Well,
0: awesome. Um, and having that corporate background, I think can be really helpful. Of course, as you move into the coaching and consulting world, um, but just having a you know different perspective on on things as you have these different life experiences is always really uh, important. Um, so, I mean, we're we're right in the middle right now of a global pandemic, uh, economic recession. Um, we have geopoliticals and socioeconomic conflict and strife. You know, we're in the middle of, of racial tensions. I mean, there's just like, it's been an interesting year. There's a lot of, 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 of things that we're dealing with. Um, so I think to frame it as um, adversity and challenge is very apt. And it it's, so it makes your book very timely. <laughs> um so I th- I, I'm wondering, you know, if you had to really kind of hone in on one specific thought to, to share with the listeners in the midst of all of this tumultuous environment, like how do we respond to this pandemic in a healthy, productive way? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and maybe we can uh, move in that direction um, sure. for a little bit. Uh, let's talk about the psychology of it. Um, and yeah, there, there's a lot of research behind the way our, our brain functions and works um, with uh, when it faces adversity. And that tends to be predictive of how you know, people are going to respond to adversity, ambiguity and change. Um, so yeah, you know, I'm, I'm not a psychologist. I'm not, uh, I, I don't, you know, fully understand all of those issues. So let's, let's lay it out for the listeners.
1: Yeah. Nor am I a psychologist, but this has been through, uh, some years of learning, something I learned from actually one of my martial arts instructors who did major in psychology. So I'll expand on that a little bit. But um, there's two important parts of our brain. And let me, let me first state, the, the brain is a complex organ. So what I'm talking now is, is really basic fundamentals. But there's two important parts of our brain. The first part of our brain is called the limbic system. That's what we're born with. Um, that's also known as our emotional brain. And it does not grow, transform, or evolve through time or through learnings and experiences. When we are in that limbic part of our brain, when adversity strikes, our adrenaline starts rushing, we get emotional, we start sweating, and our response is typically going to be freeze, fight, or flight, or some combination of those three. So as you can imagine, when, a, when you're dealing with an adverse situation, difficult situation, being stuck in freeze, fight, or flight is not a good place to be. Um, The limbic part of our brain worked well when we were babies. When we were hungry, we cried. Our parents came to feed us. Uh, But we're not babies anymore. We're grown-ups and and, and adults. So uh, not that the limbic system does not have its purpose, but what I'm talking about is being aware of when you're in that non-productive freeze, fight or flight state. The other part of our brain is called the cortex, also known as the rational brain, our rational brain. It does grow transform, evolve through time, through experiences, through our education system, through our training. And again, our life experience is both good and I think especially bad. That's when we grow our greatest lessons. When we're functioning in our cortex part of our brain, that's where rational thinking lies, that's where we can reason, we can logic, we can make connections, correlations between events and, and potential solutions. So the bottom line is when at any time, but especially during adverse times or uncomfortable times or or ambiguous times, we want to be functioning in that cortex part of our brain because then we're gonna be able to make a good decision. We're going to be able to solve problems. We're going to be able to identify options. When we're stuck in that limbic part of our brain, the bad thing about that is we cannot immediately get out of that part of our brain as well. So, when I get mad, I cannot get unmad right away. When I shut down, I can't get un- unshut down right away. It may take some time. And that time may de- depend on the uh, breadth and depth of the situation and my style. So, I might get angry, lose my patience, and it may last a long time. <laughs> Or it may last 10 minutes, who knows? But my point is, when we are in a freeze, fight or flight mode, we, are not, we can't get out of it. In that time frame. we may make bad decisions. We may say something we are going to regret later. We will not see solutions to problems. We will not be able to think out of the box. So the number one thing, thing I'd like your listeners to gather from what we're talking about today is when adversity strikes or ambiguity strikes or change hits you must prevent the transfer of authority from the cortex to the limbic system, meaning you must stay in that rational part of your brain. That's where you're, when you're going to find solutions. Um, I think a great quote, Rudy Giuliani often states, uh, I, was, I lived in New York City during 9-11 and his leadership was tremendous. And Giuliani has a quote that paraphrased goes something like this. My father used to tell me, when a difficult situation arises, be the calmest person in the room. Don't get upset because when you're the calmest person in the room, you'll be able to find a solution. You'll be able to find a way out of that. And that is essentially Rudolph Giuliani's father stating, you know, stay in the cortex, son, when adversity strikes, stay in that rational mindset. And it proved uh, in his leadership during a very traumatic time in this country's history.
0: Awesome. Um, really great insights, and I le- you know, remembering the basics of brain functionality and um, the 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 psychology behind how we deal with adversity, you know, is interesting in and of itself. But as hopefully, if, if we can come back to that, it will help us recognize and interrupt. Um, when when we're having more negative responses to adversity, and find ways to leverage um, that experience into something that's going to be ultimately more positive and and growth oriented, and which I think is really what you're what you're talking about, and so that again the leveraging of of the pain, leveraging of the joys and the successes as well, that all of it. Together will help us, um, you know, have a, a more empathy. It'll yeah, it'll help us to have a a, a clear, um, a broader aperture and a clearer vision for how we interact with the world, so we can have come up with more creative and innovative solutions to some of the, yeah, the biggest challenges that we face.
1: you know, as a leader, if I'm not if I'm function if I'm in freeze, fight or flight, I'm no longer productive, uh, and I in turn can, as a leader, if I'm in that non-productive emotional state, I can put my team in that emotional state as well, too. I've seen it happen. in literally And you can see in that room, freeze, fight, flight, you know, the, the different responses. And now the team is no longer productive. And now the team cannot solve problems. Now the team cannot find options or solutions. So um, it's imperative for leaders to, to you know, be functioning in that cortex part of their brain. And I often say that great leaders exhibit high emotional intelligence. They're highly aware of their behaviors, their, how they make decisions, their motivators, um, how they deal with change, risk, and conflict, how they communicate, because the more they understand themselves, the better they are going to be aware when difficulties strike and stay in a calm, cool, collected state of mind. In addition, great leaders have great interpersonal skills. They're able to read those same attributes and those people with whom they're leading to get the best out of their people as well too. So as leaders go through these difficult times, these difficult adverse situations or change, it's imperative that they keep that calm, cool, uh, collected head because they need to be productive, but their team needs to be more productive as well too.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So, we're getting a little bit short on time, but as we wrap up today, uh, maybe we can we can end with this. Um, is is there like one thing that someone could do right now to increase their chances of dealing with, you know, life's adversities in a positive way?
1: Yeah, yeah. I think well, the number one thing is well, I'm going to give you three short ones. One, really look at your perception. Are do you accept that adversity is a part of life? Number two is keep that calm, cool head. You know, when people say you know, stay calm, it's okay, it's cold, you know, it'll be okay. You know, people tend to get frustrated. I know sometimes I don't want to hear that. You know, I want a solution, but they all but there is science uh, that backs that in in brain function that supports that as I just mentioned. So watch your perception. Stay calm, cool, and collected, and use each event that happens in our lives as a chance to grow, transform, and evolve, even if we may have failed. I use something called a situational debrief for myself and for those people that I coach. Uh, And this process, four-step process, allows us to take past non-productive events or perceived failures and put them in a positive light. So let's say I have a bad engagement with a customer. Something blows up, something goes wrong. I'm going to do four things. First, relive or capture that situation in my mind again. Two, review the outcomes, both good and bad. Three, um, take what are what the key learnings I learned from this particular situation. And number four, now that I know what I know, now that I'm looking at this whole event in a positive, rational light, what would I do differently going forward? It allows us to reconnect between past failures, past uh, non-successful situations, and put them in a positive light so we at least learn a positive, valuable lesson that can help us down the road as well, too. So I can go back to almost every event in my life and relive that and look at it differently now you know, now that I'm I'm in that rational part of my brain, you can use this for yourself in your own development. But as a leader, those people you're leading and coaching, you can use the same process with them. So it's called a situational debrief. First, capture the situation. What are the key outcomes better or different? Three. What are the key learnings I took away? And four. What would I do different down the road? So when this happens again we're going to, uh, I'll be able to solve this problem or I'll be able to deal with this in a more productive, proactive manner in that uh, rational part of my brain.
0: Awesome. Great, great tips. Um, before we close today, uh, I also want to give my listeners the opportunity to learn about how to get in contact with you, learn more about you. Uh, would you mind sharing that with us?
1: Sure, sure. You can uh, feel free to Google me. My name is Steve Gava Um, You uh, you can email me directly. The email is steve at gavatorta.com or call me 813-777-9414. Shoot me a line. uh, Send me an email. Be happy to answer any questions. Um, Again, feel free to Google me. I'm out there on a public domain. Uh, You can find my YouTube site, which has a lot of great content. And you can uh, feel free to purchase my book, In Defense of Adversity turning your toughest challenges into your greatest success. It's on Amazon as well, too. So Google my name. You'll find many places to reach me, social media, uh, contact information, all kinds of good, positive, professional, personal development stuff.
0: Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Steve. I really encourage my listeners to, to look you up, reach out to you, uh, and leverage your expertise and your experience in this area. Uh, it, it's the perfect time to really be thinking about this. Um, because we have a lot of employees that are struggling with a lot of different issues and a lot of stresses, a lot of anxieties, and we can, we can help support them as organizational leaders and we can create, um, you know, healthy systems, uh, policies, practices, procedures within our organizations that can, can, that will allow us to better, um, support our employees and leverage, um, these opportunities uh, for their benefits. So uh, again, thank you so much. It's been a great discussion and I hope everyone stays healthy and safe and have a wonderful week. Thanks again for joining us for this episode of the human capital innovations podcast. I hope you stay healthy and safe and that you have a great week.